Hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of the Compliance Updates podcast brought to you by Team Legacies. Through this weekly series, we endeavor to bring to you legal, regulatory and compliance updates and alerts that you may have missed during the week. Let us now take a look at some of the key developments of the past week. In our first segment, we'll be taking a look at some of the market-related updates. SEBI has floated a consultation paper proposing a series of measures that guarantees ESG mutual fund schemes walk their talk. The move ensures that ESG-focused mutual fund schemes remain true to their label. Aside from the name of the scheme that makes its ESG focus clear to its investors, SEBI has proposed that all ESG schemes must define its objectives and policy in clear terms as to what it aims to achieve by following an ESG-focused strategy and how it would materially make a difference. SEBI has relaxed the framework of governing the issue of shares with superior voting rights, known as SR shares, a move that will help new age technology companies. SEBI said that promoters who have a net worth of over rupees 1000 crore can have superior voting rights in their companies, raising it from the current rupees 500 crore limit. According to the notification released by SEBI, the net worth of the SR shareholder, as determined by a registered valuer, shall not be more than rupees 1000 crore. SEBI has also decided to bring in a two-tiered structure for benchmarking of certain categories to standardize benchmarks of mutual fund schemes. The first-tier benchmark will be according to the category of the scheme. Second tier should be reflective of the investment style or strategy of the fund manager within the category. Usually, the performance of a mutual fund scheme is assessed with reference to a benchmark, which could be a total return index of CNX Nifty or BSE Sensex. All the benchmarks should follow TRIs, the market regulator reiterated in a circular issued on Wednesday. TRIs consider the prices of the stocks and dividend payout, while the price return index such as Nifty and Sensex are based on the prices of the stocks. On October 21, 2021, SEBI announced that investment advisors are barred from advising on unregulated instruments. This effectively bans the investment advisors from advising on cryptocurrencies, digital gold and other unregulated products. According to SEBI, offering advisory, distribution, execution or implementation services in unregulated instruments is not in accordance with the provisions of Section 12, Subsection 1 of SEBI Act 1992. SEBI has also tweaked the framework pertaining to investor grievance redressal system and arbitration mechanism at stock exchanges. The new framework is expected to come into effect from January 1, 2022. The decision is aimed at further enhancing the effectiveness of investor grievance redressal and arbitration mechanism and has been taken after receiving feedback from the stock exchanges. Under the new framework, SEBI said that forming of an exclusive panel for appellate arbitration is not required and members can serve on both the panels of arbitration and appellate arbitration. We now move on to our next segment wherein we will be taking a look at some of the taxation updates. The Central Board of Direct Taxes has enabled the Tax Audit Utility for Filing of Tax Audit Report for Assessment Year 2021-2022. to Income tax rules necessitate few taxpayers to get their accounts audited under Section 44AB. The threshold limit of Rs 1 crore for a tax audit is increased to Rs 5 crore for the assessment year of 2021-2022 and further to Rs 10 crore with effect from assessment year 2022-2023 if the taxpayer's cash receipts are limited to 5% of the gross receipts or turnover and if the taxpayer's cash payments are limited to 5% of the aggregate payments. 
the income tax department has expanded the list of high value financial transactions which would be available to taxpayers in their form 26as by including details of mutual funds purchases foreign remittances as well as information and itrs of other taxpayers Form 26AS is an annual consolidated tax statement that can be accessed from income tax websites by taxpayers using their permanent account number that is the PAN number. The Central Board of Direct Taxes on October 26, 2021 issued an order under Section 285BB of the Income Tax Act 1961 expanding the scope of information in the new Form 26AS. We now move on to our next segment wherein we will be taking a look at some of the banking updates. Reserve Bank of India has clamped down on non-bank lenders financing subscriptions to initial public offerings. The change in rules is part of the regulator's new regulations for non-bank lenders. According to RBI, there shall be a ceiling of rupees 1 crore per borrower for financing subscription to initial public offer. NBFCs can fix more conservative limits. The rules are expected to kick in from April 1, 2022. The regulator has toyed with caps on NBFC financing of IPOs in the past but has restrained from implementing it. Swap rates are rising in India in a sign that traders expect the central bank to roll back monetary stimulus quicker than expected despite its reassurances. The 5-year onshore overnight index swap, a tool to trade rate expectations, has advanced 31 basis points in October to 5.64%. It's poised for the biggest monthly gain since February when the government said that the economy had exited a recession before a delta variant outbreak. Traders globally are betting that central banks will have to hike rates faster than projected as pandemic era inflation becomes entrenched. While price pressures in India eased in the past few months, economists expect it to rise again largely due to the surge in global energy prices which could influence the Reserve Bank of India's policy decision. The Reserve Bank of India on October 22nd released a draft framework on master directions to implement the Basel 3 capital framework for AIFIs. These directions shall be applicable to the four all India financial institutions namely Exim Bank, NABARD, NHB and SIDBI according to RBI's press release. RBI said that the draft directions also consolidate and contain suitable modifications to the existing instruction on exposure norms, classification, valuation and operation of investment portfolio norms and resource raising norms issued to the AIFIs. With several instances of fund diversion and transfer of profits to connected parties surfacing, RBI Governor Shaktikanta Das on Monday has asked auditors to identify and thoroughly scrutinize related or connected party transactions to ensure that there is no undue transfer of income or assets the rbi governor shaktikanta das has also advised the auditors to be more vigilant tech savvy and adopt a holistic approach while auditing entities and checking out their smart accounting practices rbi has also introduced a revised scale based regulatory framework for non banking financial companies which will be effective from 1st october 2022 The scale-based framework encompasses different facets of regulation of NBFCs covering capital requirements, governance standards, prudential regulation and others. The regulatory structure for NBFCs will comprise of four layers based on their size, activity and perceived riskiness. On that note, we now move on to our next segment wherein we'll take a look at some of the government related news. India will finalize its stand on various issues related to the COP26 conference taking place in Glasgow at the next cabinet meeting on October 27th it has been learned
India's main contention at the summit will continue to revolve around the transfer of technology and climate finance from developed to developing countries, according to sources in the Ministry of Environment, Forest and Climate Change. Among key issues at the summit will be climate fair share, climate ambition, climate finance, loss and damage leverage, and carbon markets. There is an urgent need to curtail procedural delays in bankruptcy resolution despite the significant achievements of the NCLT and the Appellate Tribunal in implementing the Insolvency and Bankruptcy Code, according to Rajesh Varma, the Secretary of Ministry of Corporate Affairs. We now move on to our next segment wherein we'll take a look at some of the key decisions taken by the Supreme Court and other courts. The Maharashtra bench of the GST Authority for Advanced Rulings has rejected an application filed by Mumbai-based private company as it was not the supplier of goods or services, but the recipient. Additionally, it related to a supply that had already been completed as on date of the application, instead of being undertaken or proposed to be undertaken. The Maharashtra Authority of Advanced Ruling has also ruled that input tax credit cannot be claimed on indirect expenses like rent, commission, professional fees, telephone incurred for the purposes of business. We now move on to our final segment where we'll be taking a look at some of the miscellaneous updates. Front pack of labeling has emerged as a major concern in the global market. Recently, experts from the consumer welfare as well as health industry have advised that the Food Safety and Standard Authority of India must notify the FOPL regulations at the earliest as the issue is of extremely serious nature. Intake of sugar and salt has gone down in some foreign countries after the introduction of the front-of-pack labelling on food products and India must also follow the same, according to experts in the health and consumer welfare sector. Nigeria's CBDC pilot is now the second largest behind China's digital yuan and aims to digitize payments and increase financial inclusion in Africa's most populous country. The e-Naira was launched following an announcement by the President Muhammadu Buhari. He said that the digital currency and blockchain technology it uses can foster economic growth and increase the GDP of Africa's biggest economy by $29 billion over the next 10 years. India's Apex Food Regulator, Food Safety and Standards Authority of India, on Wednesday announced the launch of a mobile application to improve connect with consumers and food business operators. The app, known as Food Safety Connect, will help food businesses, particularly hawkers, vendors and startups, to apply for FSSAI registration through a faster and more convenient mode, the regulator said in a press statement. This brings us to the end of today's podcast. Thank you all for tuning in and listening in with us. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe and tune in every Friday for more such updates. Please also feel free to write in to us with your comments and suggestions to risha.s at the rate legacies.in. That is risha.s at the rate legacies.in. We hope you have a wonderful weekend ahead.